Family of God, where is mercy? This day, everywhere in creation, we ask, we cry, where was mercy? For those of us who listen now 2,000 years away from Golgotha, there is no mercy, but only a merciless story by which we are overwhelmed. For centuries we have been overwhelmed, asking about where the mercy went this day. In Jesus' century, mercy had been overwhelmed. It was, in fact, overthrown. Jesus, you see, actually grew up in the shadow of the cross. The cross, crucifixion, was a feature of hillsides and of the horizon since he was a child. A merciful social control held in the view of the people. Truly in history, in the present times, mercy has been overwhelmed, overthrown. In the present times alone, the Ukraine, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, Yemen, Libya, Mali, Myanmar, the Sudan, Syria, are all experiencing conflicts categorized as war within their borders. Yet, we know this is not the only violence that threatens the nations within. The genocide and ethnic conflict watches, warnings, and emergencies are so many friends that they cannot be named within a small span of time. And yet we know that ethnic violence occurs around us also in the microcosms uncounted. So where is mercy? This violence has resulted in refugees in newly record numbers. And while we hear of the developed countries who throw open their portals, and rightly so, Friends, 85% of the world's refugees shelter in less developed countries. Of the 68 million people counted as refugees across the planet, 50% are children who are vulnerable to disease, malnutrition, violence, labor, exploitation, and trafficking. And we ask, where is the mercy? The global hunger maps are likewise shocking, and the countless countries counting the undernourished are too many to name. The closest country to the U.S. experiencing chronic hunger in greater than one-third of the population is Haiti. And yet, we know that the food deserts and insecurities in our own country are compelling. The projection, however, is that by 2030, more than 840 million people globally will experience chronic hunger. Between 52 and 81% of the populations of nine countries globally, mostly in Africa, 
the people do not have access to potable or even safe water for hygiene. Where, friends, is the mercy? Today, family of Jesus, the following countries do not have adequate access to affordable health care to include pain management. South Africa, Iran, Egypt, Nigeria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, Syria, China, and hear this, ranked number one by percentage of the population, the U.S. Us. Indeed. Where is the mercy? As he set his face towards Jerusalem and his coming passion, this Jesus, our Christ, looking on the horizon and the hillside since his childhood, knew very well that mercy would not be found on this day. And he chose. Jesus' crucifixion is succinctly stated in the Gospels, given the scope and peripherals of this form of torturous death. It is especially succinct in John. This is because the Gospels, unlike the cinema, are respectful and demure concerning our Lord's dignity. As the Gospel writers knew, the first hearers had a full witness of this merciless punishment and they knew also that no words could capture the totality of it. Crucifixion left the witnesses, leaves the listeners, even centuries later, asking where was mercy? Now perhaps we can see a kind of mercy, both for the aggressor and the victim, as Jesus tells Peter to put away his sword. Maybe we can see a kind of mercy as Pilate seeks repeatedly, repeatedly to release Jesus, even offering to have him flogged to appease the merciless crowd. But today, even Pilate was unable to offer mercy. These, friends, are the mercies of the world. They are mercies that fail because they are of the world. The world, the dictionary, defines mercy in this way. Quote, compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. By this definition, the crowd, the priests, the soldiers, the police were merciless. They acted on power. They believed they had 
a power of this world. By this definition, we can look at the situations that I described earlier and identify powers in the world, including the power we have or believe we do. Even Peter, for an hour, until the cock crowed, believed that he had power to show himself mercy in the face of fear. He believes that he can lie to save himself. But consequently, he damages his relationship with the Lord. All these persons believed they had power. It is a power, however, that Jesus says even Pilate would not have unless it had been given to him from above. Jesus calls out the perception of worldly power. And from that moment, people of God, I attest to you that divine mercy enters the passion story. It enters quietly, but confronts Pilate, the soldiers, those gathered, and us today face to face. And the force of this mercy, divine mercy, makes worldly power afraid. The scripture tells us Pilate became more afraid than he was. Divine mercy breaks in upon the story and upon a creation that has and has witnessed mercilessness since the foundation of the world. Friends, divine mercy enters as God. It enters the story, our story, speaking as a son from the cross, giving his mother to a beloved friend, the two to one another. Divine mercy enters in grief and accompaniment for our welfare. Divine mercy enters the passion, our passion, and we all have them, as godly love. Mercy enters as the Spirit is given up from the cross, Jesus giving himself for beloved friends, for us, for one another, in grief, in accompaniment, and for our welfare. A spirit given to godly love. Divine mercy is present at death, even death on a cross, in grief, in accompaniment for our welfare. Because, friends, through the cross we received godly love. And now divine mercy is afoot in the world. As John's Gospel tells. The signs are these. 
the secret disciple Joseph of Arimathea goes before fearsome power to ask for Jesus' body. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, uses power to prepare the body of a king for burial. Today, in this moment, the signs are these. Where the powers of the world fail in mercy, divine mercy is manifest. In those who bring the refugee into the country, into homes, to their tables, with their children, and even their animals. It is in those who give of their resources and their voices, their actions on the streets to protect the child, feed the hungry, deliver the goods of seeds and wheat, produce, wells, and water systems. Divine mercy is in the physicians and nurses, the first responders who give not only of their skill and intellect, but board planes and move armies of relief across land and water into areas of personal danger to give of these resources without compensation. Divine mercy is in the voices the actions of the brave, in the risks and blood of the martyrs, speaking truth to power, in quiet and loud resistance, in ironies, in reality, and in prophecy, declaratives in word and deed that require notice and catalyze change. Divine mercy, sweet children of God, is not found in worldly power, but in the godly power of weakness made strength, in absolute service, in unquestioning companion, compassion, in an outpouring of sacrifice, and the bearing of hope to the hopeless that comes not from the world, but is given by God in grief, in accompaniment, for the welfare of the world. By the gospel account, we know that divine mercy was given and is now reflected in the world. And we know this to be divine mercy because the kind that is shown is not wielded by any power except the power of love. It is divine mercy, Jesus' mercy that we witness because there is nothing to forgive and nothing to punish. For the forgiveness is given from above, even for the sin of mercilessness. Where is mercy? Dear family of Jesus, that day, this day, mercy was upon the cross. That day, this day, mercy overcame death and gave up a spirit.
that day, this day, mercy destroyed the power of sin. That day, this day, mercy was unleashed with power as divine love. So where is mercy? God's mercy is here. Beloveds for us in grief, in accompaniment, and for our welfare. Divine mercy is in Jesus. Amen.